So I guess we'll go on ahead and start. <laughs> Wait, Good day, three. everyone. Like sands through the Wait, what? So Nothing. <laughs> I'm going to restart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can. Uh, good day, everyone. Welcome to Wifecast. It is uh, Friday, January 17th, and it's your host, Aaron Weiss, speaking, uh, along with my co-host. It's Brian. Happy Friday. I don't know what today's date is. Is it the 17th? It is the 17th. That's what my computer says, so I'm hoping that's what the actual date is. Happy Friday the 17th! I hope you all had a great week and enjoyed last week's episode uh, for us listing our um, Star Wars rankings. Um, I know that (laughs) my brother reached out to both of us on Twitter (laughs) and was like, hey, I didn't know I was going to be on the episode. (laughs) And uh, we actually want to schedule him to be on the episode uh, sometime soon, or on an episode sometime soon. Uh, His work schedule is kind of crazy, so um, let's uh, let's hope we can figure that out sometime. And maybe we'll be able to record the same way we do. I think you can do do three-way Skype calls, right? I think so. Yeah, because that would be the easiest thing to do. Just add another person on the Skype call and record. Um, but yeah, look forward to that in the coming weeks. But for now, I guess we're just going to go on to our joke. And then also, before we go on to our joke, uh, we're kind of changing things up again. Um, we're in some ways going back to an old format, but we're also changing that up a little bit. Um, we're having we have more topics to talk about, but each topic is going to be timed at about five minutes apiece, and um, we'll just see how it goes. You know, um, sounded like a good idea, so might as well try it. You know, so but from there we're just going to go to the joke. I'm not sure I understand. You don't understand what a joke is? Ow, freaking rage! Tell me a joke. Why do sharks live in salt water? Because pepper water makes them sneeze. I think I think Siri's gotten dumber. That's so funny. <laughs> I saw it coming from a mile away. Oh yeah. man, that was stupid. Uh, all right, you know I what? am making we'll... a request right now. Uh huh. To exile Australian Siri. And bring in British Siri next week. You know what? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll think about it. Um, I feel like, and I don't know how this is going to sound. Don't say it. So I probably won't say it. Yeah, don't we'll, say we'll, it. We'll bring in British, maybe Scottish Siri. Who knows? Um. But yeah, so I'd also accept Mandarin Siri. I don't speak Mandarin. Neither. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, uh, we'll alternate topics. We'll start with one of mine, then go to one of yours, etc. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll start. So um, the 
the Xbox Series X won't have exclusive for at least a year. Um, and I think the heads of Xbox, primarily Phil Spencer, told that to IGN. And at first glance, that seems um, like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's deceptive. Uh, and here's why. Uh, because the... Xbox One X is still relatively new. It's a little over two years old at this point, and they're still going to support that. So I think for at least the first year, Xbox exclusive games that come out will be playable on Series X and Xbox One X. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily a total loss. Uh, I And they've already said that all of Xbox games will be backwards compatible on the series x um and we all know that xbox games come out on pc and xbox series x so i don't think it's that big of a deal i'm wondering what you think yeah i think i think that we've seen it's very clear the direction that xbox has gone i think that we saw on the on the opposite side we saw sony pump out so many exclusives over the past few years right and I think, and very good exclusives as, as well. And I think that just naturally, people who are fans of Xbox kind of look at that and they're just like, why don't why don't we have more exclusives outside of like mm-hmm. Gears and Halo and Forza Horizon and things like mm-hmm. that? Why don't we have? Why can't we get like much better exclusives and and things like that? But the one thing that Xbox has over PlayStation, like in in spades, is backwards compatibility. Um, they they honor the fact that you've bought games previously on different systems and will allow you to bring those onto your current system. And that's supposed to be available from day one when the new console comes out. And so mm-hmm. when you have that, when you have such a large library of games, especially games that are loved so so much, you you kind of lose the pressure of needing exclusives so much. Unlike Sony, where if you bought The Last of Us on your PlayStation 3, you need to buy the PlayStation 4 version of The Last of Us if you want to play it again, which yeah. is a problem. And so, um, which is something that PlayStation recognizes and they're, and they're going to fix by allowing backwards compatibility to be on PlayStation 5. Um, but I, so I don't think exclusives are, I, I don't think lack of exclusives for that long um, will be much of a problem because X, the Xbox game library is so large. Right. And. You're still going to get Halo um, within the launch window. Um, so that's going to look really good on the Series X. Yeah. And there's a bunch of games announced. I forget. Was it? It was after Gamescom, but it was before the Video Game Awards. I think Xbox had some kind of uh, briefing where they announced a bunch of Xbox exclusive games that are being developed. And there's some really good ones. Um, Obsidian's creating a new one in which you're, it's a a role playing game, but you're shrunk down in your front yard. Uh, I forget the name of it, but there's a lot of really good looking Xbox exclusives coming out within the launch window of of series X. But sadly they won't be, series x exclusives but i think that's smart because i feel like 
like pretty much I feel like we're both saying it would kind of cannibalize the market a little bit. Like they there are so many people who are who have just gotten into the One X that want their console to be uh good for more than a year. Yeah. <clears throat> um so I think I think it's smart. Um it's it's a little weird the way that the, they announce it, but I think it's smart that they're being transparent with that. Yeah. So then Xbox fans can't be as frustrated. Right. In the event that they're like, what? No exclusives for a year. Phil Spencer can be like, I I told you that. Yep. So that doesn't mean no exclusives, period. Um, but I do think that the Xbox exclusives still need to be of a of a certain type of quality. And I think with the with having um playground games and other other things as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that's the Yeah, but we, I, I we, think, we can go for a second. I, I think that I think that having things like um playground games and newly acquired obsidian and things like that, that they will be able to pump out better, higher quality exclusives. So. I I completely one hundred percent agree. And folks, that was the sound of our timer. It is crickets. Meaning, <laughs> there's there's no uh, double entendre there, but uh, we will go on to the next topic, right? If you'll introduce it. Yeah. So, one of the most anticipated games coming out in 2020, I think one of the most anticipated games of this console generation is CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077, and it it was slated to be released. In April of 2077, sorry, 2077, geez, uh, April, like 50 20, years, <laughs> April of 2020, <laughs> but, but it turns out that the game has been delayed, um, and CD Projekt actually released a statement um, that said basically that they're at a current stage where the game is completely playable and is complete, but there's still work to be done. Um, and they said that what they're doing is they want to hold off releasing the game um, because of the sheer scale and complexity of all of it, and they need more time to finish playtesting, play fixing, and polishing. And they said that they want this game to be the crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing the launch will give them the opportunity to do that. And I don't think that there's a developer outside of maybe someone like Naughty Dog, but I don't own a PlayStation anymore, so they don't matter to me right now that I would trust to handle a game more um, right. than CD Projekt Red. So what do you what do you think about the, the news of the delay? You know, I think... I think um, from some developers, it is smart to delay a game. Like you're saying, there's those ones like CD Projekt Red, Naughty Dog, you could even throw in Rockstar, um, that have thrown... That have, um, thrown delays at us, but have always um, delivered yeah. after their delays. Um, and I think that moving it to December, which is end of Q3, beginning of Q4, um, is a pretty, pretty smart because... <clears throat> It's actually, it's actually being released in September, September 17th. 
Did I say September? Or did I say December? You said December, yeah. But oh, it's, I the, meant to, it's the same window, but... Yeah, I meant to say September, I'm sorry. I, I literally read September and then said December. Um, but um, I think that that is such a smart window because it's the very beginning of the fall release of games. And so because it's not in the thick of it, you're going to have a good selling game. And it, it would have sold just as well in April. But this point you're sell you're going to be selling what you think to be a more complete game who, who who's hopefully less buggy yeah and um i think i think getting at the beginning of that launch window is smart um however for a lot of gamers they probably are only going to buy one or two games in the fall and now they're like oh man I'm going to have to give up one of the games that I was going to buy in the fall because CD Projekt Red delayed their game from the spring, which I was really excited for. But I think I think it's going to be good for the quality. I also think that it's, it's smart. I wonder if this is as much of a polishing thing as it is a marketing decision, because mm-hmm. also being released in April is the Final Fantasy VII remake and the Resident Evil 3 remake. They're both coming out the same month. I didn't know Resi 3 was coming out that soon. Yeah, Resi 3 is coming out very soon. And so I, I wonder if CD Projekt was like, oh, let's push it back. Like, just to make sure that we're going to get um, less competition for, for sales. With that being said, I don't know anything major that's coming out in September off the top of my head right now. But I know that those two are very like highly anticipated titles as well. So um, yeah, that is smart on their part then. Yeah. So it's disappointing because I was excited about the game, but um, I will wait for CD project. I will wait. I'll wait for them to release. And it's Mm -hmm. nice because they don't have a publisher that's constantly pushing them back. Like to, to like hurry up release release uh, windows and things like that, like EA and Activision have done in, mm-hmm. in the past. And so uh, it's nice that CD Projekt has full reign to decide themselves, like, we're not <laughs> ready yet. Let's just wait until we're ready so that when we release it, everyone will love it. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. Yeah, we're getting good with this. Um, let's go on to the next topic. So... Earlier this week, I saw an article, um, actually maybe it was this time last week, I don't know. I saw an article saying that Apple is slashing iPhone trade-in prices, and you and I were talking in pre-show, this is egregious. Yeah. Um, and it's it's egregious not only for the fact that Apple's always held the value of the iPhone, um, but it, it's also, it seems counterproductive because Apple wants people to trade it, trade in their phones to get their newer phones. They want their new phones to come off the shelves um, because most people are keeping their iPhones over two years. Um, and I feel like if you're going to incentivize people to trade in their phones, you'll offer them more money, right? Like it just seems very counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird. And it's 
it's just kind of it's kind of a slap in the face to consumers because now it's just a really poor financial decision to trade in your phone. Mm-hmm. You get more money for it trying to sell it online somewhere than than you would mm-hmm. than you would actually trading it in. I was just I was just looking at the article now and as far back as like the iPhone 8 Plus, you would get potentially up to $250 for a trade-in. Mm-hmm. Up to, like that's the maximum, but you would previously that would get up to 300 So, I mean, you, mm-hmm. and that, and, and I think the other thing they said too is that you would, you're still going to lose around $100 even if your phone is in perfect condition. It doesn't matter. Like the condition of the mm-hmm. phone has nothing to do with this. And it's strange to make this decision mid-cycle that we're just going to mm-hmm. slice the prices. It's just kind of... Apple's already has so much competition from Android. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just another thing that's just will push people the other direction. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering if they're doing this in preparation for releasing... Um, less expensive iPhones. Like, there's been rumors of an iPhone SE 2 for a while. Mm-hmm. There's also been talk that Apple's releasing, like, up to five or six iPhones this year. Um, wow. Yeah. So, if you're going to get an iPhone SE 2 and you have, let's just say, an iPhone 8 and you wanted to trade, that's still you're still probably going to get nearly you know, 40 to 50% off the iPhone SE 2. Yeah. If you trade into that. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's very anti-consumer of Apple, um, especially for a company that just really wants people to buy their new stuff because they release it every year. Um, the, <laughs> more and more people, like, I know so many people that have kept their phones over two years. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are just now getting away from the 6S or the 7 um, and finally getting, like, the features of the 8 and, and 10 that have wireless charging, etc. Right. Uh, and... Yeah, it's just, it's very anti-consumer of Apple. It's kind of tone deaf because they've always had a decent trade-in program for all their stuff, um, and just to slash the prices on all that just it doesn't make sense to me. And do you have any more to go? No, I was saying, come on, Apple, what are you what are you mm-hmm. doing? It's frustrating. Hey, that one was under five minutes. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Um. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the new NBC streaming service. Yeah, let's talk about Peacock. So NBC is releasing a so NBC Universal has a new streaming service that's being released July fifteenth, and um, one of the biggest draws to this new streaming service, Peacock, is that um, the services will be free um, with ads, mm-hmm. but it's really free-ish if you want um, access to specific content. So, like, some content will be locked behind a paywall. 
um, as expected for a streaming service. So there's like a premium selection um, with, with Peacock that includes all of its original content and a library that will pretty much double in size. And you can get that with ads for five dollars a month. And then if you want all of that with no advertising, um, it will go to $10 a month. Um, and it, there's some really interesting there's some really interesting stuff on here. Um, they have a show that is being produced by Annie Poehler. They have a show that's being produced by Mindy Kaling. Um, there's a show that's based on the Saturday Night Live sketch character uh, McGruber um, with Will Forte in it. Um, there is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast animated comedy series, The Adventure Zone, that's being released. So they have some really interesting things coming to um, to the streaming service. Um, and it's also right now it is at the same price range at its cheapest as um, Apple Plus TV. Um, if, if you want it to get access to all of the content that it has to mm -hmm. offer with ads it will be five dollars a month just like apple plus tv is right now um yeah what do you what do you think about uh, yet another streaming service i feel like i have the same reaction as a lot of consumers and i'm just i'm tired of all the choices of streaming services not only does it does it stretch my wallet, it also it just like makes the choice of finding what to watch that much more difficult. Um, there are some things that I'm interested on Peacock, uh, like we were saying in the pre-show. That's gonna be the only place to watch Psych the movie too. Lastly, come home. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. I don't know, like. I wonder if they I, will pull the entirety of the series of Psych onto Peacock. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually get all of their NBC stuff back on Peacock, like Disney's doing with uh, Disney Plus. They're trying to get all their Disney stuff back back to there. Um, yeah, yeah, it. I know that the contract for Parks and Rec. Uh, on in, on Netflix expires, I think in 2022, and Office expires in January 2021. Mm. So Office will be on there, uh, and Parks and Rec eventually. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know, like, and those are the big money makers for them. Like that's what they're banking on. They're banking on things like The Office and Parks and Rec and Friends drawing people to this streaming service the question is are they going to allow those three series to be free to be part of the free stuff or are they going to put it behind a paywall i think they will allow one of the three to be free yeah i don't think they'll allow all three yeah they lose probably a lot of money mm -hmm. so basically what we're hearing is peacock is not really free it's, right. being, it's being advertised as as free with limited with, with limited um programming but if you want everything that it has to offer you will have to pay but it's not super, i imagine it being like hulu yeah it's not super expensive if you do have to pay it's around the same price like i said earlier as apple plus tv 
HBO Max is going to be the largest, the most expensive one at the moment. It's going to rival Netflix's most popular streaming package is going to be the same price as HBO Max's when it comes out. They're both around $13 a month. Yeah. I. <laughs> the only reason I want HBO Max is because that's going to be the only place to watch Studio Ghibli movies on streaming. Maybe you can uh, watch Sesame Street. Sesame Street on HBO Max? No, I'm not trying to watch it. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> Here's our timer. We're just about to start a riveting conversation about Sesame Street. <laughs> we were, and thank God for crickets. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna go to my my last topic. Um, you have one more. Um, so this is a really exciting uh, rumor that Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, might be ported to PC. And I forget the exact name of the game engine that they use, but it's the exact same engine that um, Hideo Kojima's new game, what's... Uh, Death Stranding? Death Stranding. It's the same engine. And Death Stranding is on PC, or is it, it is confirmed to come to PC. And that's more of a second-party release. So there, this is exciting because... Sony's never opened their um, game engines to other devs yeah. before opening it to Hideo Kojima. And so um, they've also never had their games released on any other platform. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense for PS4 games to come to PC. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of their most popular um and I think it be it could be cool to see all their games come to PC because as someone that's thinking about the next gen um, and has a PC that could be upgraded for the same price as a next gen um, console, um, I would love to be able to play all all my favorite games on one place. Yeah. What do you think about these rumors? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. This goes back to our earlier conversation about the Xbox Series X and its lack of exclusives. I think that I think that Microsoft is doing the right thing in trying to blend its communities between console and PC. And I think that video games in general need to try and do the same thing. I just I I I don't there's no reason to split to split the market. I think that mm-hmm. I think that developers should work toward making ultimately what they're doing is trying to get their product out to consumers, people who love to play games. And I think that mm-hmm. finding a way to allow all games to be to be available to everyone would be to be, would be incredible. And so if the rumor is true and Horizon Zero Dawn gets ported to PC, I think that would be a really incredible like step toward that um because i know so many people who have pcs and they are just like i can't play certain triple a titles because they won't ever come to pc Mm -hmm. you know and it's just it's a shame so um there's actually another second party studio uh for sony that's bringing their games to pc it's a quantic dream um david cage his games like Detroit Become Human, Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, um, are also coming to PC. Um, 
they, they came to PC on uh, Epic Games Store, and I actually just found out the name of the game engine that both Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn use. It's a uh, Des- the Decima engine. Um, the Decima and, engine. Yeah, the Horizon developer Guerrilla Games actually created this engine, and so now that it might not be proprietary for Sony, I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, I I would love to see Sony. Um, give it out to more second-party studios and create games and and bring more first-party games to PC if this rumor is even true. Um, I I, I agree with everything that you said. Microsoft's smart to to bridge the gap between the Xbox and PC, and I think PlayStation can only make money if they're doing that. You know, I don't think there's any downside. Yeah, and and you don't want to feel like you're being slated or that you're that you're getting the short end of the stick mm-hmm. in, in one way or the other if you decide to go a certain direction um, with with your choices on what you're going to do with video games and especially if you're going to do something like PC which is more expensive up front but as far as upkeep and upgrading and things like that it's much less expensive going forward. Um, mm-hmm you would have access to a huge library, but the most popular games out there, some of them you would never ha- be able to play. And I think mm-hmm. that it, I, I just think that it's unfair to a degree to have, to have that happen to, to some consumers. So let's hope that we finally kind of meld all of these things together and everybody can play everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. And another topic that we ended five seconds early. Five seconds early. Yeah. All right, on to the last topic. Last topic. I don't know why I said that, like the hot pocket jingle, but so <laughs> or Red Robin. <laughs> or Red Robin, yeah. So, so Smash Brothers Ultimate is still going strong. They have five. They they have at least I think five more slots left for DLC characters. And because one of them was released yesterday and there were a lot of talks about what it was going to be, would would Sakurai take a left turn and give people what they want? Characters like maybe a Mario villain, another Mario villain, or maybe a character like Waluigi, um, which is a Mario villain, um, but some a character that everyone would love. And the reveal happened and it ended up being another Fire Emblem character. <laughs> <laughs> the Fire Emblem character Byleth from one of the more popular Fire Emblem games that's come out recently, mm-hmm. all things considered. But it's another character with a sword. And I've never seen such harsh fan backlash from this. Yeah. Uh, as I don't own a Switch, mm-hmm. I know you do. And as somebody who owns a Switch and plays Smash Bros. Ultimate, what do you think? I think I think I can comfortably say that most, at least American Smash Bros. players on Switch are tired of swordsmen in Smash Bros. Uh, they, they they've saturated the game with swordsmen, um, and I was way more interested in the me skins that they announced yesterday. One in particular, um, <laughs> the, the Cuphead me skin. I saw uh, that. Which is awesome. Uh, I, you know, who knows? I might have a new main. Like, it looks really cool. I wish that they would have released just actual Cuphead, like announced actual Cuphead. But no. Um, 
Uh, yeah, there, like you said, there's so many other choices. Uh, Waluigi, um, King Boo would have been sweet. Um, even even non-Nintendo ones like Knuckles or Tails, Rayman, Bomberman, um, those would have been really cool. Um, there's some Zelda villains that don't have any love, like Moblins um, or like uh, just Deku version of Link, a Goron. Those would be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, my friends and I, uh, me, Aaron, Jacob, um, we've, we've talked ad nauseum on how much we hate, uh, Fire Emblem characters in Smash. We thought it was fine, uh, when it was like three or four, um, even that was kind of too many, but it was fine. But now there's so many, um, so many swordsmen, um, in general, so yeah, I, I think I think the vast amount of North American Smash Bros players are tired of it, and uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know how to talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, from from a design perspective, all the Fire Emblem characters look the same, with maybe the exception of like Robin. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of them look, all of them are Marth and Roy clones. Yeah. And and I think that aesthetically, when you look at that, you're just like, oh well, that's not a whole lot of variety, you know, considering everything else that you have access to, in terms of characters that you can choose to to battle with and things like that. I actually saw a funny thing on Twitter where someone posted, here here's going to be the other five DLC slots four characters and they were all of the rest of the characters from fire emblem three houses and then the last dlc was the swords yep <laughs> and it's just like yeah let's hope that no more fire emblem characters mm-hmm. let's just hope one can hope right yeah you know one of the other skins was altair mm-hmm. um from the original assassin's creed but he's a swordsman <laughs> in the game uh, well, in Smash Bros. Uh, however, he's not technically really a swordsman, right? Like, he has, like, the hidden blades or whatever. I think that would be really interesting to bring to Smash Bros. Mm. Um, but, no, we got, we got freaking Fire Emblem, Byleth. I feel uh, like what Sakurai needs to do on this next release is to just... They announced that they're going to do a live stream, and then the live stream is, you see the live stream time is going to be like, they say they're going to do a live stream, and then they cancel mm-hmm. the live stream, and Sakurai releases a one-minute video of a release, and he just comes on the screen and just says, I don't want you to ever ask me for anything ever again, and then a carrot, then, then he backs away and it goes like, so he, here's the next character coming into battle, and it just goes, Wow, and that's it. And you know it's Waluigi. That's all they need to do. Just give the give the people what they want, which is not more Fire Emblem characters. Yeah, that's so true. We don't want that. Uh, I I was really I had I'll riff on this for another minute or so because we're actually way ahead on time because of the timer. We can maybe even adjust the timer. We'll talk about that some other time. But um. I had really high hopes with the release of Banjo and Kazooie um, as a playable character. 
um, because of their new found love friendship with Microsoft. I was really hoping that they would bring more of the rare um, characters. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't understand um, this, this decision. Uh, I actually found out that Sakurai actually does make the final choice himself and it just seems like he's not listening to a large percentage of his fans. Um, like I, like I said, I can't speak for anyone outside of America um, on their reaction. I feel like most of the reaction for Fire Emblem characters was inside of America. Um, but like, I don't know what Nintendo of Europe fans think or Nintendo Japan. Um, but yeah, we're tired. Smashdown is not fun because of all the swords characters. Yeah. Man. Well, let's see what they do next. Yeah, that's all we can do, huh? Let's just see. Well, it sounds like it's time for movie 20 questions. I mean, TV show 20 questions. TV show 20 questions. All right, I got the TV show. You got the questions. All right. Uh, was this TV show, or is this TV show, um, what, did it start within the last 10 years? Yes. Okay. Did it start within the last five years? No. Okay. Did it end within the last five years? It has not ended. It has not ended. Okay. Started within the last 10 years, but has not ended. Yeah. Um, is this a comedy? It is not. Action? Yes. Okay. Action show that is... Started within the last. Okay. Um, is this on one of the four major networks? CBS, ABC, Fox, NBC? No. No. Is this on AMC? Mm-mm. Um, so when you say four major networks, you mean like specifically on that channel, right? Like that main channel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an action show. Is the main character a male? Yes. Is the main character white? Yes. Was the main character known for this role? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Action show, main character is known for this role. Could be on a subsidiary... Is this on USA? Mm-mm. It is not. 
Is this main character known for any other roles? To my knowledge, no. Okay. That's actually really helpful. Um, does this show revolve around some sort of law enforcement body? No. Okay. Action show, no law enforcement. Um, two more till my guess, by the way. Okay. Uh, does the show have like a mentor type role for the protagonist? Like, is there a mentor for the protagonist? No. Okay. Um, is the show on TNT? No. All right. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a really, like, I'm trying to think of a guess to give you. Because it's one of those where it's very precarious. If I give too much, you will get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um,. We both would talk about this show at length with one another when we were both in college together. Oh, wait. Okay. No. (laughs) Is this show American? Yes. Huh. We would talk about it at length in college. Well, when you say American, do you mean like like the show is based or was it filmed in in America? I guess kind of both. So it's not filmed in America. But it's based in America. But it's based in America. Okay. We talked about it at length. Yeah, there's a show on the, there's a point where we would talk about it quite a bit. Is the show on the CW? It is. Is it in the Arrowverse? It is. Is it Arrow? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yep. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's filmed in Vancouver. Filmed in, yeah, Vancouver. That was a pretty good choice. And yes, the guy is known for... Pretty much that role. <laughs> that role, yep. I, I actually heard... Go, go ahead. I heard that the crossover this season was really good. Yeah, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Yeah. But I, have to get, I have to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't watch any of them last season. I wa- I had kept them I had kept up with all of them until last season, and I didn't watch any of them. And now, by the time they're all on Netflix, I will have been two seasons behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this show has been on the air for eight years, eight seasons, 168 episodes, still going. I thought it had an ending in sight. Um, 
I don't know. They worked so hard to kind of like create the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. And there was a really, really, really like large, like. It's not really a spoiler. Mm-hmm. You know how Marvel. Marvel, Marvel movie studios made it very clear, almost like. Almost like. To the point to where it was borderline like rude that the TV shows that take place in the Marvel universe have nothing to do with what we do with our movies. Like mm-hmm. these characters will never, ever meet ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, DC movie studios just had a crossover with the Arrowverse. Yeah, I, I saw that. How yeah. Like they are, they are blending the two. Mm-hmm. Which I think could be a huge step forward for DC in trying to combat Marvel if they do it well. Yeah. So, so like DC's like they do what they do on TV better than what we do on the silver screen. So we're gonna we're gonna hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's really that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, you got it. Dang it. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been looking for a new TV show, and so maybe I'll just get back into those Arrowverse shows, um, catch up on them, and so by the time I'm done with catching up, all the new all the new seasons will be on Netflix, and I'll be able to finally enjoy Crisis of Infinite Earths, the five part, the five pretty part. much movie. <laughs> five. A five-part deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... People really liked it. I was surprised. I mean, they worked mm-hmm. so hard to get all of those things together. They, like... Supergirl got canceled, like, on... I think it was Fox, like, way back when. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> like, now we'll they're starting it. Superman and Lois. Yeah, which is, like... Man. Oh, shoot. Uh, they're, they're adding a... They, added, they already added Batwoman. And so, like... I already had four shows to keep up with. Yeah. And now how long how long until Robert Pattinson shows up on TV as Batman? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and now have, Yeah. It went from four to six. Now I have now there's six because of Superman and Lois, which will be premiering this fall. Is DC Legends of Tomorrow still a thing? Is it still on the air? I thought so. Maybe it got canceled. Because I mean, the era versus what? It's Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. I thought the main four were Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. I thought those were like the main four. And then they added Batwoman. And yeah, then they're added Tomorrow Supergirl. got renewed for a sixth season. Yeah, so those are the main four. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and the Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then they added Batwoman. And yep. now they're adding Superman and Lois. Yep. Wow. They're doing really well with that. They should be very proud. Mm-hmm. I don't know the quality of some of the other ones, but like people really like people really like it. So. Man, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get back into them starting today. I, <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> I actually I actually really like Supergirl. It's pretty good. Um, has Martian Manhunter in it. Love Martian Manhunter. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I, don't I remember when we like would talk about it and like, we would be watching. Uh-huh. Um, we would be watching Arrow. Those first couple seasons were outstanding. They were. And then it took a super hard dip. And then they just came back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, season season three took a dip. Season four was real bad. I actually haven't even watched season four. I just skipped it. <laughs> and then <laughs> then I watched all of season five. Season five was pretty good. Um, and I think I think I haven't watched. Let me see what I haven't watched. I don't know. You watched oh. more Flash than you have Arrow, right? Uh, no, they're equal. Okay. Maybe I've technically watched more Arrow. I don't know. Let's see. I haven't seen... I have not seen season five of Flash. Or the current season, which is season six. I haven't seen... Season... Seven of Arrow. Actually, I don't know if I've seen six of Arrow. Mm. Anyways, but anyways, we're 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 yeah, just we're just, at we're, just we're just we're just talking at this yeah. point. <laughs> um, Sorry, people. The Arrowverse on CW is doing really well. So if you are interested in watching something TV show related, and you can't wait until Black Widow comes out later this year, you can watch these shows and scratch that superhero itch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from there, I don't really have a, I don't really have a, uh, closing song, but I'm going to look up a, a song real quick. Um, and here's. The OG Batman theme remix by the no J trap? Squad. I don't think it's Trap. Oh, man. No, it's not Trap. <laughs> <laughs> new Year, New Wisecast. <laughs> well, I don't feel like searching that hard for... Oh, wait, here's a Trap remix. Never Dang mind. Coming. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Day by Dave. <laughs> Uh, oh, this one's way better. This one's way better. So <laughs> enjoy the song, enjoy the outro, uh, and we'll catch you on the next one, maybe. Peace. <laughs>